Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, let's kick off the final hour of the Lake Show. Talking some college basketball. And one of my guys... Love them, appreciate them. Give them a follow on Twitter, at Marcus underscore R underscore Fuller. Marcus Fuller from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Beat writer covers the uh, the Gophers in college basketball. He joins us here on the uh, the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. First off, Marcus, I haven't talked to you in months, man. How was your, uh, how was your summer, and how was uh, the early start to your fall? Hey, uh, good, uh, good to hear from you again. Yeah, you know, this summer went by so quickly, uh, but I was, did go on vacation for a little bit, so I was, it was nice to get out. And uh, as far as the fall, I mean, you know, it's been going. It's been all go for football. Obviously, they got off to a great start before that loss to Purdue, and all of a sudden, we have a Big Ten media day here in Minneapolis and um, getting ready for basketball. So it's uh, it's pretty fun here. It went by really quick here. Anywhere exotic for a vacation for Marcus Fuller? And I have to ask that question because you're you're a native of Hawaii. So, like, I've never been to Hawaii, and I hear amazing yeah. things about Hawaii. So somebody from Hawaii, if they're trying to get somewhere that's super cool and dope, where do they venture to? Well, I haven't been back home uh, to the islands in a, in a bit. So uh, anywhere is, is good for me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I went to Mexico, uh, all-inclusive. First time I've been there uh, doing that. So... It was nice, man. I mean, the beaches were, were uh, they weren't Hawaii, uh, but I'll take it, you know, second best. And for sure, I mean, all-inclusive is the way to go. I mean, you don't pay for anything. So, uh, well, obviously the check uh, comes before and afterward, but during the during the trip, it was nice. It was very nice. Nice, nice. Well, well, that's uh, that sounds like a blast. I've never been to... I've never been to Mexico, and I definitely want to get to uh, to Mexico and check it out. But let's talk a little um, college basketball here. And today was Big Ten Media Day uh, here in Minneapolis. And let's start with something that you tweeted out your story a couple of hours ago. Race Thompson and Trace Jackson Davis lead Indiana, the Big Ten's early title favorite. So clearly, you know, one of the things when we talk about college basketball that helps um, a program is when they have returning starters. And clearly last year, my squad that I love, uh, the Candace Jayhawks had a bunch of people returning and that helped them to a national title run and championship. Right. Uh, just your thoughts on Indiana and the way that maybe the big 10 might shake out. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, the way that the media day worked, uh, the Gophers are actually talking on Wednesday. So we had a chance to talk with Indiana. Um, they were the uh, project projected favorite to win the title by the, the media and uh, they have the two aces uh race and trace 
And uh, these guys have been uh, growing up together with the Hoosiers. Uh, Race did get there first. He's actually a six-year senior, which is crazy. And um, Trace, uh, he did get a COVID year. Um, he should be a senior, but he's actually a junior, which is crazy. I mean, I feel like he's been in the Big Ten. I mean, he was he was battling with uh, Ethan Happen and those guys. I feel like you know that's crazy uh, from Wisconsin. But <laughs> but you know, uh, Indiana does return four starters uh, from a team that went to the NCAA tournament, and uh, they have the Big Ten preseason Player of the Year with Trace Jackson Davis. One thing about Indiana, uh, I think, has got a lot of people more excited than just the four stars returning. Uh, Jalen uh, Scafino, Hood Scafino, is a McDonald's All-American. It kind of reminds people of Ayo Desomu. I don't know if you remember him yep. for Illinois. From Illinois, yeah. Really great point guard. Um, he's 6'5". Uh, Mike Woodson, the Hoosiers coach, likens him to Jason Kidd. And I don't know if you know Mike Woodson. He's an NBA guy. You know, oh yeah, for sure. He used to be the Knicks. Recently. Yeah, he, he used to be the uh, right. he used to be the the Knicks coach, and and he was a right. he was a hell of a player back in the day. So he knows his NBA guys, and his comparison was Jason Kidd. Hmm. So if you bring in a freshman like that, and then you have the four stars returning, and there's some depth there, uh, people are excited. You know, um, in Bloomington, Indiana, and and they have every right to be. But at the same time, you know, uh, Race told me today he's like, you know what. Uh, I haven't been used to these expectations in Indiana uh, during my time there. They've always been the underdog. So now everybody's out to get them. They're the, they have a target on their back. We'll see how they handle that. But, you know, waiting in the wings, you have uh, – we talked to Illinois today, Purdue. Uh, Illinois has got a, a real new roster uh, with transfers, but Purdue's bringing back the big fella, uh, Zach Eady, at seven foot four. He says he's seven four. I think he's seven five. <laughs> Uh, I've never taught, stood next to a taller human being than that. Maybe Yao Ming back in the day, but uh, Yao you know, Ming's the tallest guy him. I've ever stood next to in his hands. Yes, down. yes. I think it's like every everyone right that, that basically went to a Timberwolves game when they played the Eastern Rockets. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, I just I think it's wide open. Uh, my guy Lavelle Neal the column today in the Star Tribune tomorrow on it's kind of wide open, even though Indiana's picked the favorite. Um, I really do think that. Uh, the Gophers and a lot of teams that people are are, are sleeping on, um, they're going to have a chance to to make some noise when it's all said and done because but there's really no elite team in the Big Ten this year. All right, you you bring up the Gophers. They don't they don't talk until tomorrow, correct? Right. What do you expect the tenor and tone to be from Ben Johnson about this year's version of the uh, the Golden Gophers? Well, the good thing about it, you know, we've talked to Ben quite a bit already in the summer and, and then early fall. He let us watch practice. You know, I, I was excited because I, I really didn't recognize this team from a year ago. Uh, you know, they had a lot of transfers, a lot of grad transfers that moved on. Uh, my man, Eric Curry, he's working for the Big Ten now. I ran it into him today. He said he'd, he's not coming back for a 10th year. Uh, so um, <laughs> they have a lot of guys in the- <laughs> Actually, you know, Ben did ask him, but, you know, he, he's, got, he's moving on to bit bigger and better things. Um, but they do have a nice new front court. Uh, when I say new, it actually, you know, there's some, some uh, experience there with Dawson Garcia. Um, you know, people recognize him from, you know, his high school days. Uh, nationally, it was at North Carolina last year. Uh, didn't finish the year because he had some things going back home that he had to come and, and be with his family. Um, but he's just an outstanding talent, as we remember from high school in Prior Lake. And then you add um, a, a guy like, uh, uh, you know, Pharrell Payne from, from Cottage Grove. He's a freshman. 
And then Jamison Battle returns uh, their leading scorer and rebounder. I think a lot of people um, are underrating this uh, front court. And, you know, they've got some other pieces there that they've added. Uh, Caden Betts is a, a, a recruit that uh, reclassified and graduated high school early. Um, Josh Ola-Joseph is a, a Osseo, former Osseo kid that, I mean, you remember Rodney Williams, right? Yes, sir. And, and the leaping ability he had. Yep. I mean, this kid is, is, is right up there with Rodney Williams and his leaping ability. So that's all in the front court. I mean, it's a lot of athleticism, a lot of lengths. There's more size this year. Trayton Thompson is also coming back at seven feet. He's long. So I really like their front court, and I think that's where they're going to really, um, you know, try to, try to um, you know, kind of lead, lead them in the Big Ten through their front court. But will that equate to more victories this year, you think? You know, th- there's no way to go but up. I mean, they finished at the bottom of the Big Ten. You know, they made some noise um, in non-conference, and earlier in the season they won at Michigan in, Big- in Ben Johnson's first Big Ten game. You know, a lot of people – didn't know what to expect in the Big Ten, and they didn't know what to expect either because a lot of their players were mid-major type players. This year, they have Big Ten type athleticism and length, like I just said. The question marks are in the backcourt where they're very young. Braden Carrington, um, you know, uh, Talon Cooper is a transfer from Moorhead State that has experience, but he's played at the mid-major level. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll look we'll look at the backcourt as kind of their Achilles heel. Um, but there's a lot of teams, you know, replacing a lot of backcourt players. I mean, Purdue, I, I'm really high on them, and they lost Jay Nivey, who's probably the best guard in the league. You know, Wisconsin lost Johnny Davis. I mean, so we're we're looking at a lot of teams trying to replace some really good players, especially in the backcourt. So I, I think the front court of the Gophers allows them to compete uh, early and then kind of wait until that backcourt gets more uh, chemistry together. Talking to Marcus Fuller from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. He covers Gopher basketball in the NCAA here on uh, News Talk 830 WCCO. It's the Lake Show on The Good Neighbor. Give him a follow on Twitter as well, at Marcus underscore R underscore Fuller. All right, uh, I'll get you out on this one. When you look across the landscape of the Big Ten, um, you mentioned how everybody media-wise is looking at Indiana and, and really liking the chemistry and like the mix and like what they got going there. But uh, give me a team that you think could be sneaky this season. Because I know that last year a lot of us thought, or at least in my mind, I thought that Illinois could make a run. Um, they had a they had a decent season, but it, they had some some moments of inconsistency. Purdue um, had some really good moments last year. Um, you know, at the end of the day, my Rock Chalk Jayhawks, the KU, they they ended up went, uh, cutting down the nets. But uh, who, who do you like this year beyond Indiana as the favorite in the conference? Yeah, well, um, as I mentioned, um, you mentioned Illinois is right there. I think they have a lot of talent. Um, you know, Michigan, Juwan Howard has always uh, got talent in there. And then they bring back, you know, one of the best big men in the league and Hunter Dickinson. Um, so anytime you bring back, you know, Purdue, again, Zach Eady. So Zach Eady, Hunter Dickinson, Trace Jackson Davis, those three guys are legitimate first-team All-Big Ten, All-American type players. So when you, ha- when you start off with that, you're starting off pretty well. But it's funny to say it, but I think Michigan State's kind of a sleeper. Um, you know, it's funny to say that about Tom Izzo team, but, you know, yep. they don't, don't really have any stars, um, you know, legitimate all for, first team, all Big Ten type players right now. And so I think that, but they do play the style that, that wins a lot of games for the Spartans. Um, they're tough, physical. Um, you know, they, like I said, they've got, um, they've got some sneaky talent. So, and then Trey Holloman from Creighton Durham Hall, you know, he's a point guard that we all know 
Um, it's kind of that next guy, right, after the Jones brothers and Jalen Suggs and, and some of these guys that have come out of Minnesota and done well. So I think, you know, if Trey Holloman can help them at the point guard position pretty early, um, they have some really good role players. And if there's a couple players that just break out of that mold and become stars, I think Michigan State, with Tom Izzo's experience and the way they get better at the end of the year, um, they could be right in there at the top of the Big Ten that's not very – elite right now i mean the best team in the the big 10 indiana preseason i have them as a top 20 team you know so that's not really there's a lot of room right there uh between the top 20 and and what we have in the middle of the pack in the big 10 hey what's up with your colleague jeff goodman hating on the big 10 being uh, i saw that that. yeah Yeah, what's up with that man jeff Jeff? he's just upset that he can't he couldn't make it you know (laughs) i think there's a lot of people that are used to it being at a low, you know, Chicago and Indianapolis. Yep. I mean, it's been like that for, for 20 years. I've been covering the Gophers. You know, you always go to Chicago and Indianapolis, those two places. You know where your spots are. You know the hotels. You know how long it takes to get from the airport to the hotel, you know, whether it's a train or a cab. You know, twice they, they went out of that mold. They went to Washington one year and then New York another because they're trying to get into that East Coast footprint. And it was, it was, it was, it was trouble. Exactly. You know, and so I, but this is a, this isn't the East Coast. I mean, Minneapolis is is accessible. Uh, I think that obviously we've we've done a great job. This city of hosting huge, huge events, Super Bowl and Final Fours, you name it, and it's all coming back again with uh, the Big Ten tournament this year, next year. I mean, I just think that you know. He's just he's just he's just upset that he couldn't make it. That's all. Hey, he got to stop hating and being so salty, man. Because the when when the Final Four was here, he was hating on Minneapolis then too. Because somebody brought up an old tweet that he had. So it's like, come on, Jeff, man. Like like I'm a Jeff Goodman fan. I have no issues with Jeff, but come on, bro, you got to get over it. <laughs> no, he he he's gonna be here. He'll be here at some point, and then he'll be wondering like, what you know, why did I why did I write that? Um, <laughs> Minneapolis is a great place, especially when it's warmer. You can't hate on Minneapolis when the weather is, is, is 80. Was it 80 today? Come on now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, Marcus, man, always a pleasure to have you on the show. I look forward to hanging out with you for another college basketball season. And uh, best wishes to you, my man. Yeah, you too. Appreciate it. All right, take care. That's Marcus Fuller joining us here from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Big Ten Media Day or days taking place right here in the Twin Cities. Right here on News Talk 830-WCCO. All right, let's take a look at the local weather. Uh, and this is not a scheduled look at weather. This is something that's been prompted by the actual weather. We're going to check in with meteorologist Paul Douglas next on The Lake Show. Hold on. I, Christopher Tubbs lied to me. He said that Paul Douglas was going to join me this segment to get me up to speed on everything that's happening weather-wise, but he was yeah. going to be doing this in studio. I never and, and said I he was going to be in and, studio. And I don't see Paul Douglas in front of me. I will I want to talk about the Doppler. Paul Henry, Douglas. Henry. Henry, I'm 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 in my studio. <laughs> I'm actually I'm sitting on a bar. Uh we have a bar in our basement in our lower level and I got a kegerator about 8 feet away. I've got two different pony kegs on tap and uh this is where I set up my equipment and uh where I pretend to work. So hold on. So now you've just made the segment even worse. And now I've actually got beef with Paul Douglas because I should be doing this show right now with him by the kegger. 
what's going on here? I'm losing hey. in every situation here. Uh, Henry, you have an open invitation to join me in my lower level bar. Uh, we'll turn on ESPN or Bally Sports North or whatever you want if you want some background video. What about Skinamax? Uh, I'll pour. Well, l- let's see if the wife's out of the house. Evening, but <laughs> I got some viewing recommendations. <laughs> but I'll pour you a beer uh, or two, and uh, you have an open invitation. Whenever I've got the Comrex right here, I like the fine spirits. Is you and and Chris can come out too. I'll pour a beer for for Chris. So I'm more of a Jameson guy. Jameson. I think I've got that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of me babbling on. T- tell me, what, what's going on out there? It sounds like we might have some uh, some some tricky weather tonight. Yes, yeah, some storms are firing up as we thought they would. They're not severe, Henry, but there's a pretty solid line stretching all the way from uh, Onamia and St. Cloud and Cold Spring and Watkins uh, southwestward down to about Hutch and Cosmos. Uh, they're not severe, but there is a special weather statement. Parts of Stearns and Meeker County winds 35, maybe some penny size hail. I'm seeing some observations of dime size hail with these storms. The whole line is drifting east, and it will be in the metro between about, ah, I'd say, 9 o'clock and 1030. It could still go severe. I doubt it, but there's an outside chance the winds could top 58 miles an hour, in which case the weather service would be That's pretty warnings. strong. Yeah, that, that that's enough to cause some minor damage. As it is, you know, a few little, you know, tree limbs down, a uh, little bit of cloud-to-ground lightning. Um, the hail, not big enough, I think, to cause damage right now, but we're keeping an eye on it. If it does go severe, I'll get back on here and torment you and your listeners but um, just a heads up, there's some rough weather moving through. If you got some stuff outside, you might want to bring it into the garage or off the patio because it's going to be gusty out there. At the very least, a few desperately needed downpours and some uh, cloud-to-ground lightning with this stuff coming through. And what type of window are we talking about? Because right now it's 828. What, what is the window for this uh, for this this weather we're talking about, this pattern here? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be in the western metro by 9, western suburbs. I think the downtown's 930-ish, and I think on the east side, closer to 10, 1030. Okay. So uh, that's my, my best estimate for when this will roll through. And this is the leading edge of that cool front. 50s tomorrow for highs, 40s on Thursday. A little October slap on the way after what really has been, what, week after week of postcard perfect weather. I know you like it hot, but, you know, 80 today? Uh not bad for the no, that's, second that's week great. of October. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still, it's still patio weather. It is. It is. And you still have the freedom to go out on your patio tomorrow. It won't be quite as pleasant. Uh, the wind's gusting up around 30. Hey, since I have you, can I yep. ask you a question? Yes, sir. About a sports-related question. Uh-huh. I watched last night's uh, Raiders-Chiefs game. Yep. And, and that penalty for roughing the quarterback do you think this is going to spur the nfl to make roughing the passer calls reviewable yes yes you do yes i can't say it and enough we need that i think that we i think that. i think that chris jones the who they called the penalty on and that's a day after the grady jarrett hit 
on Tom right. Brady, which was a terrible call too. Those are, and we're not just talking about those two calls being terrible calls. Not only are they terrible calls, they're at the end of games where the games are. Those are big time calls yeah. that are going and significantly negatively impacting a team. And so, like the Tampa call kept the the ball away from Atlanta because that would have created fourth down and Tampa would have kicked on Sunday. So then the Falcons get a chance to try to go down and score a touchdown to win the game. In the Chiefs game, that would have created a turnover because Chris Jones literally had the ball because Derek Carr fumbled it. So, yes, to answer your question, 100%. That was a terrible call last night. It should not have happened that way. And, yes, I think that it needs to be reviewable per the National Football League. And and I guess you ha- and and I agree. I mean, I feel the same way for what that's worth. The weather guy agrees. Woo! But <laughs> don't you have to look at this in the continuum? What happened to Tua? And you know the whole. I mean, his concussion being allowed to play again. I mean, so people will say, and I do. I know protecting the quarterback is critical, and avoiding concussion this situations is and brain damage. But you think this, this is, is over the this top. is overkill. The NFL is always reactionary, and they're never proactive. So when they do stuff like this, it just totally makes them look silly. Because no one in their right mind can look at the Tom Brady quarterback sack on Sunday and last night on Monday Night Football, a big-time platform, everybody's watching the Kansas City Chiefs, and look at those two hits from over the weekend and say, yeah, we agree with that. Like, it's just it makes the NFL look bad. And it's not about, well, back in my day, you know, in the old school guys. It's not even about that. Those just on the surface, you look at them, they were not the type of hits that you look at and you say, that's a roughing the passer penalty or a personal foul penalty. It just isn't. I'm sorry. It was a solid tackle. Yep. Right? Yep. I mean, And I thought that the point that Chris Jones made um, also was in his postgame, he says, Guys, you got to understand, I'm a 320-pound man that's running at top speed to get after another human being. What do you <laughs> I think? I stop on a dime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what's supposed to happen there? I'm trying my best <laughs> to not inflict a bunch of punishment on another human being. But at the end of the day, I am paid top dollar to make a sack. I am paid top dollar to tackle someone. It, look, it's just it's always going to be a battle, I think, with the NFL because the NFL – in football, just in general, the the football, the game of football, it's a violent sport. Regardless yeah. of what anybody thinks about it, um, looks at it, and we can try to, you know, talk about player safety and the integrity of the game and all that stuff, whatever. At the end of the day, man, this is tough. Yeah. So, but I I have to say, some of these calls in recent weeks, I mean, the refs somehow make the meteorologists look good. Oh, wow. And that is very hard to do. Well, I think that that's your next calling, Paul Douglas. Is I think that you need to be uh, in one of those <laughs> penthouses in in New York, uh, uh, you know, getting yeah. a hold of some of those reviews and and you kind of correcting and, and and getting the the NFL back on track. <laughs> now I'll predict what the next play will be and be wrong that way. <laughs> All right, uh, hey, real quick before I let you go, you said that uh, roughly 9 o'clock, we're talking about the West, downtown Minneapolis, maybe around like 9.30, but our window again, would you say that we will be having an all-clear by 11? 
I think yeah, certainly by midnight. Okay. And now there's a new there's a new special weather statement, which is a notch down from a warning for Meeker, Sherburn, Stearns, and Wright. So it is coming into the West Metro now, kind of scooting down I ninety four. And again, but we're still talking winds in excess of thirty. Hey, today the winds were in excess of thirty. I, I saw a gust of like forty three. So. That's not going to cause a lot of damage. Maybe some pea-sized hail, penny-sized hail. But, yeah, between about 9 and 11, that's sort of the sweet spot. And they should be exiting the St. Croix River Valley and our friends in western Wisconsin by midnight, 1 a.m. in western Wisconsin at the latest, I think. Gotcha. All right, thanks so much, Paul. I appreciate the the update tonight. Hey, thanks for answering my uh, stupid sports question. (laughs) I know we're all good. That's meteorologist Paul Douglas joining us here on the Lake Show. Talk to you later, Paul. All right, uh, coming up next, we will go around the NFL. That's next year on the Lake Show. Always fun to talk to Paul Douglas, especially getting informed about the weather. Love having Paul around. But speaking of around, it's that time here on the show. We do it each week. We go around the NFL. Around the NFL. There we go. <clears throat> All right, so we've been trying to figure out who's good, who's not good. A lot of parody. Who do you trust in the NFL? Like, if you had to go out and pick one team to go out and win a game, who would that be? Who do you have the most confidence in? The Kansas City Chiefs. Because I trust Patrick Mahomes, and I trust Andy Reid. So that that's the one team that I look at. All these other teams out there, they're having good seasons like Philadelphia. But do I trust Jalen Hurts? Not yet. Do I, co- do I trust Coach Sirianni? Not yet. When I look at the Buffalo Bills, you could, you could make the case and say, yeah, you know what? Josh Allen's mm-hmm. pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. So the way they started that Cooper game Cooper Rush, night? do I trust him yet? Mm. <laughs> Not yet. So the, the way that that game started last night doesn't concern you at all? What's you- the result? Well, it was a win, but I mean, Have guy, he, has he ever been down by seventeen before last night and went and won? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just saying. Trust him. Okay. It ain't how you start; it's how you finish. All right. Speaking of finishing, how about those New York Football Giants? From uh, what I hear, they did a pretty good thing for Vikings fans over in London, defeating the Green Bay Packers. But let me ask you this: that coupled with the New York Jets. Now I know Teddy Bridgewater got hurt early, and the Jets put a forty burger. Up on Miami are the Jets at three and two, and the uh, the New York Giants. They're four and, and one. four and one. Are they legit? No. Okay. Neither one. No. One. Neither. Okay. No. Okay. I which to be fair to both organizations, I don't know who to trust right now, and I have stated that for quite some time. It's really hard to look at what's happening in the National Football League and say that you trust this team versus that team versus – I don't really know. But as it stands right now, do I think that the New York teams, do I put any value on their records right now? Mm-hmm. No, none. None. Okay. I don't know. I Something about the Giants, when they got everybody hurt and they lost Saquon. What about them? I mean, to, to beat Green Bay, I mean – I think you have to look at New York as the Giants more so than the Jets. 
I think that there's was there's, that game more of a function of what the Giants did or what the what the Packers didn't do. I'm not it, sure because I didn't watch every single. I second. think it was both. I mean, Daniel Jones looked good, especially when he missed Saquon Barkley. Like Barkley was out with a shoulder injury, and they still went down and scored when Saquon Barkley was out of the game. Okay, let's keep it in the um, NFC East here. And I know this is something that we might get into tomorrow, but how would you describe Ron Rivera's handling of the Carson Wentz question? Basically saying, hey, you've got these other teams that are in front of you, Philadelphia, Dallas, and the Giants. Why are they all over 500 and you're one and four? And he said quarterback. How yeah, do you I got no issue with him saying that. And, and I look forward to getting into, into this uh, more at length tomorrow on the mm-hmm. show. But he understands the National Football League. Ron Rivera is no dummy. He's been around for a long, long time. Played in the league. He's been to a Super Bowl as a coach. He gets it. He understands it. I got no issue with what he said here. Yeah, considering that Carson Wentz was his guy, he went out and got Carson Wentz the offseason from Indianapolis. Like, this was the guy that he wanted to bring in. So I, I think it's absolutely fascinating uh, kind of how that is, is shaking out. Mm-hmm. So here's another thing. The Panthers fired Matt Rule. Yep. Are they the worst team in the NFL? I mean, you, you've got them at uh, one. Of, I mean, they they were non-competitive. You got Houston at one, three, and one. Uh, you got Pittsburgh at one and four. You got you know Vegas at pa- one and four. The Panthers are the worst team in the NFL. Okay, yes, they are the worst team in the NFL. Houston's better than them. The Steelers are better than them. Who else did you just mention? The Raiders are better than Raiders. Them. The Commanders. So, ooh. Commanders are bad, too. Commanders are bad, too. I would say Commanders and Carolina are right there together. Okay. I think the fact that Houston beat Jacksonville last week when everybody was kind of you know riding on that Jacksonville high, I might have knocked the, the Jaguars down a peg or two in that AFC South. Okay, so we talked about the teams that are struggling right now, and Pittsburgh, they're kind of going through this rebuilding, right? They don't have T.J. Watt, you know, Defensive Player of the Year. You've got a rookie quarterback in Kenny Pickett. Right now, Mike Tomlin at one and four, they're struggling. They've been outscored by fifty-one. Has not had a losing record in any of his years as a head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is this his first losing season? Unfortunately, yes. I love Mike T. It's my guy. Shout out to Mike Tomlin, my fraternity brother, uh, somebody that that I've actually met a bunch of times in real life, like. I'm talking about, like, his first cousin is one of my guys that lives here locally. So if, if, if I was to walk into Target and see Mike Tomlin tonight, yeah, we'd be chopping it up and we, we know each other like that. I'm not saying that we're best friends or nothing like that. But, but unfortunately, as much as I love Mike T, this is going to be his first losing season. It just – he don't have the pieces this year, man. It ain't yeah. happening. And he's, he's pulled it – like – to go this long without a losing season has been remarkable because he's had seasons without Big Ben out due to injury. But I think that um, that this season is the one where it ends up happening no. finally. It and catches I, up to him. And I, one thing Pittsburgh is is they're very patient with their head coaches. I think what they've had three head coaches 
in their entire franchise history. That's pretty damn good. And that's I've pretty seen, awesome. I've seen Steeler fans. They're like, oh, you got to fire Mike Tomlin. It's like, do you have You're any dummies. Idea, do you have any idea how many teams would want Mike Tomlin if you let him go? That would be the worst thing. There would be teams right now that would fire their existing coach just to get Mike Tomlin. Absolutely. 100%. And uh, apparently, I don't know, rumor has it he used to coach here in Minnesota. I guess that's, you know, word on the street. Are you trying to say something? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. We've got some good football games this weekend. I mean, I've looked at that schedule, and there are a lot of fun matchups. But I think the marquee matchup is going to be Buffalo at Arrowhead taking on Kansas City. You think? 325 Sunday afternoon. Who you got? You got the Chiefs or you got the Bills? I know you're going to go with Kansas City. I got Gates. I got Arthur Bryant. I got Q39. I got Joe's KC. I got Chiefs Kingdom. Who you got? I could have expected that. Who you got? Huh? I'll take Buffalo. What you want to put on it? I don't know. A six-pack of beer? Let's put a six-pack of beer on it. All right. Six-pack on... Uh, I don't really drink beer, though, like that. Well, what do you... Your drink of choice. You said you're... Uh, J- no, I can't afford Jameson. No, um, we'll do six-pack. We'll do six-pack we'll of do beer. Six-pack six okay. of beer. Yep, we'll do okay. it. Because I can share with people. So okay, good. there you go. See? You've already admitted that you're going to lose. So the beer that I buy you, you are going to share amongst your friends. I don't have any friends, so buying me beer wait, doesn't wait, do any good. Wait, 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 wait. You said you're going to buy me beer? After I lose? I don't know. That's what you just said. Yeah, I'll buy you beer either way. That's the way it should work anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go six pack of beer. That's good. All right, six pack of beer. Six pack of beer. All right, uh, that's the bet. He's got the Buffalo Bills. I got the Chiefs. I win. You lose, sir. Uh, Have a good day. No, man. No, you're gonna be No, is it is it our choice what we buy, or do we have to buy is it if I'm like, hey, I gotta buy you a six pack of, you know, beer of your choice? Is it dealer's choice, or is it your your choice? Um, I give you two brands that I like. You give me two brands that you like, and we'll just do that. And then I'll I'll pick one for you, and then you pick one for me. It's all good. That sounds good. I mean, we're not gonna get ridiculous here. It's just a six pack. Yeah, it's just it's just, it's just craft just, beer though, craft. Crap beer. I don't do. A, I don't do that. Uh, that watery stuff. Okay. <laughs> wow. I don't. Putting a. Now I see why you drink Jameson. No, that's good. I'm. I'm down with it. Giddy up. Let's do it. All right. Coming up next. Well, what's next is the show's ending. The Lake Show on a Tuesday night. You're on the Good Neighbor. All right. Let's take a look here in the final couple of minutes of the show. Right now, the Yankees. They lead the Cleveland Guardians 4-1. to Was it uh, top of the seventh? And yes. the, the Rangers, man, they're putting, putting the beat down on Tampa. So it looks like the, the Rangers are going to be coming into the X. Probably up one. One, well, with one win. Opening night here. Coming in with all the momentum. All, the, all momentum. the momentum. All the momentum in the world. Hey, who are you rooting for in this Cleveland Yankees series? I'm rooting for Cleveland, although oh, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't think that Cleveland gets it done tonight, though. No, I, I mean, I'm gonna, I am gotta go with Cleveland as well. Just 
I kind of like the underdog story, and I mean that's why the what the sixteen World Series between uh, Chicago and Cleveland was such a fun one because both the you know both of those teams hadn't won forever. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Cleveland. And I told you I wouldn't be disappointed with a Cleveland Seattle ALCS. I feel like Seattle might have missed their opportunity today to jump on Houston. That's a tough one right that, there. That's a tough one. When you let a massive lead slip away in the yeah. postseason, you're kicking yourself. Like, uh, that's what they're doing tonight. So that there's a there's some mental anguish that they mm-hmm. have to – there's a hurdle there. Like, they got to get over – they got to flush that. If they don't yeah. flush that right now, it's going to fester. Yeah, because Houston, likely Justin Verlander going to win the American League Cy Young again. You've got to be able to take advantage of those games. If you can – I mean, you imagine, Henry, Seattle gets done with that. Seattle finishes the job. They get done today, and you're like, you know what? Seattle went up one game to none in Houston with Justin Verlander on the mound. Like, you're kind of painting Houston into a corner, mm. and that's what you need to do. And they mm-hmm. they just they haven't, yeah, they haven't done it. And, yeah, right now the Yankees have taken advantage of the long ball, and they've chased Shane Bieber. Of course, a couple of errors by uh, Cleveland hasn't helped that, and, Got to the bottom of the first, just starting in uh, L.A., Chavez Ravine, the Padres and the Dodgers. Let's go, Dodgers. Let's get this done. You can tell I'm into the Dodgers, right? Yeah, I, I still, I just, I mean, the Dodgers, a big-time media market team, all that payroll, I mean, Normally, you're rooting for the don't underdog. Be, don't be a hater your whole life. I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I'm you're just being a, a hater. Some people like to root don't for the underdog. It. Don't do it. Some people like the underdog. Henry likes to take the favorite. Henry likes to jump on that bandwagon of the teams that, you know, the bandwagon. I won't win us. And jump on, jump, on the, jump on the favorite. It takes character to root for a loser, okay? Oh, no, a double play. Oh, I'm rooting for Cleveland. What are you talking about? Talk about National League. I'm separating American League and National League bias here. Anyway. All right, it's going to wrap up the show. Full show tomorrow night. And what do we got after me tomorrow night? We got Wolves basketball. We'll talk to you then. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.